Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If it's not in our best interest, it's not in his either. And he's going to speak up about it. This is The Roy Green Show. I'm just checking a few tweets on the situation between British Columbia and Alberta. At uh, L.W. Schultz, Alberta and B.C. and the feds are the problem with this pipeline. What's wrong with this country? The pipeline benefits all Canadians. That's a fact. Build a school a day or a hospital on the profits plus no deficit. And uh, from C.V. Van Heck, J., I'm an Alberta resident. We need a better price for our oil. That means we need Tidewater. B.C. wants to protect their coastline from any damage. The extra ship traffic is invasive. Can a ship-filling terminal be built farther out to sea, and then we'll still get a fair market price? It goes on. It goes on. So which of the provinces declared war first on the other economic war? Was it British Columbia or Alberta? The B.C. proposed ban on increased shipments of diluted bitumen through the Trans Mountain Pipeline extension um, is fearful, according to a statement from Premier John Horgan, fearful of spills of the bitumen, and uh, he suggested that Alberta could voice any opposition in the courts, except that Alberta Premier Rachel Notley decided instead to fire back and shut the door on imports of British Columbia wine into her province, declaring Alberta's jobs and interests must be protected. Does Ottawa now have a plan to ease or end the tension between the neighboring provinces? Or is Mr. Trudeau's desire served if, as many people are suggesting, he doesn't want the pipeline? Perhaps Alberta and British Columbia have just made it possible for the prime minister to avoid a pipeline extension being built by having Kinder Morgan eventually bow out of the process because it's taking too long. John McComb is the Breakfast Morning Show host at CKNW Radio in Vancouver, our great chorus radio station in Vancouver. Hey, John. How are you, Roy? I'm just uh, going through several uh, crates of B.C. wine here, trying to personally make up for uh, the loss of expenditures in Alberta. So um, if we could do this quickly, I would appreciate it. <laughs> uh, do the courier thing. Send me a few. <laughs> is that legal? I'm not sure. I is. don't care. <laughs> Ryan Jasperson is uh, one of Alberta's most popular radio talk show hosts. And he's on 6.30 Chat in Edmonton, our chorus radio station in the Alberta capital. He's on from 9 until noon. Ryan, thanks for making the time. Uh, Roy, I, I appreciate the invitation. It's nice to hear your voice and John's. I've, I've just accomplished a morning's worth of tasks, uh, ticking them off my to-do list here at home. One of them was taking the bottles out for recycling so it gave me an opportunity to to pull my family's track record on the percentage of wine that we consume from british columbia as opposed to overall bottles and and i'd say we're pulling 40 to 50 percent of the wine we go through is from bc so i wanted to plant that flag early on we've long been friends with that industry west of us well apparently mr mccomb has quite a supply so he can probably service you as well. I'm just I'm just trying to do uh, my part for British Columbia, Roy. That's all. I understand. John, is British Columbia's government the architect of the current elbows up 
position from Alberta and how surprised is Premier Horgan of the economic rebuke from Alberta? Well, I, I think that there's there's no doubt that, uh, uh, that because the pipeline is under federal jurisdiction and it has uh, received the blessing of the federal government, that uh, John Horgan uh, stepped into this, um, perhaps not realizing what Rachel Motley would do, but certainly with the idea in mind that uh, he wanted to slow this thing down. He wanted to uh, get some... Uh, some challenges in the way of the pipeline, and uh, so I don't think there's any there's any question that uh, he has succeeded in uh, at least uh, bringing this debate to uh, to the attention of the federal government. But uh, yeah, I think uh, it's safe to say that uh, that BC started this latest round. Is he generally satisfied with what's happened since he started this round? Is it as it unfolded? in a way that maybe was somewhat unpredictable, but unfolded in a way that he can manage? Well, the impression that I'm getting is that uh, he's he's actually fairly upbeat and fairly pleased by the way things are going, because, uh, it, I mean, from his perspective, I think one of two things is probably going to happen. Either the federal government is going to get involved, uh, which takes the, the political pressure off of him, uh, or... Uh, there will be uh, some, uh, uh, you know, other sanctions from from Rachel Notley, and uh, either way, he's he to his party and to the environmental movement, he's going to look like well, it, you know, he's standing up to the to the Kinder Morgan pipeline, which he promised to do in the last election campaign. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you spoke with uh, Premier Notley and with Jason Kenney. Are they in unison over the need to respond firmly to British Columbia over the pipeline extension? Well, there's no question, Roy, whose political survival depends more on the approval of this Kinder Morgan pipeline. And, of course, that's Premier Rachel Notley. Uh, Jason Kenney, leader of Alberta's official opposition, has been very vocal about the need for Alberta to think Alberta first and, and almost Alberta only uh, in, in taking a position uh, against provinces that would stand in the way of increased bitumen exports by by way of a a pipeline expansion also you know in in challenging ottawa to assert its federal jurisdiction this is a a province we see bc threatening to essentially uh explore legislation that might limit the amount of uh resource traveling through a federally approved pipeline so again this does go to ottawa it's no secret to anybody Uh, john and i spoke about this and heard it from our listeners as part of a simulcast earlier this week Uh, everybody knows that Ottawa can step into this, but Ottawa has a lot to lose when it comes to their political fortunes in the lower mainland, where I think these anti-pipeline expansion uh, sentiments are the loudest. Here in Alberta, both the governing NDP and the United Conservative Party knows how important these pipeline projects are, not just to Alberta's economy, where this one's worth uh, about $1.5 billion a year, but also to the federal economy. It's of interest to everybody. Everybody's got something to lose her, but arguably nobody has more to lose than Rachel Notley. It's interesting the, how, uh, how emotional people get about the pipeline issue when they're not even directly, and I mean geographically directly engaged. I think about the Energy East pipeline. There was so much opinion from people who weren't either in Quebec or in Alberta, and they felt so strongly about the pipeline. And I imagine the situation is no different this time. Ryan, would you tell us, though, how economically important is to Alberta the extension of the Kinder Morgan pipeline? 
just to the province. Well, this, uh, for starters, uh, Roy, everybody knows that uh, unemployment in Alberta has been more of a story over the last year and a half, two years, that, than it's been in a generation. Uh, we saw numbers into the double digits, uh, especially in, in urban centers like Calgary and Edmonton, and especially as well, of course, of note in, in smaller oil communities. And, and we could name off a dozen of them. Uh, communities that were not used to uh, some of their citizens being out of work for six to 12 months at a time. So there's the matter of getting people back to work. Uh, this pipeline project is, is worth between seven and a half and eight billion dollars. And then, of course, the, the economic activity that comes with ramping up the exports. There's also the matter of consumer or rather investor confidence. And people wonder, as was the case with with uh, TransCanada pipelines looking east, and you touched on this, Roy, if it becomes a business decision where Kinder Morgan simply says, this isn't feasible or of interest to, an, to us anymore, and they walk away, then it's convenient for all the politicians except for the one who most needs that pipeline to get built. So that's the story, I think, economically speaking, out of Alberta. Let me take a quick break, and we'll come back with John McComb from CKNW Radio in Vancouver, Ryan Jesperson from 630 Ched in Edmonton, two great chorus radio Network stations. Straight talk. No nonsense. Honest debate. This is the Roy Green Show. A little earlier, I had an opportunity to interview Christine Elliott, who's running for the leadership of the Ontario Provincial uh, Progressive Conservative Party, and I'll play that back for you before the end of the hour. Doug Ford will join us tomorrow. There's so much going on in this country, and headlines have been all about the dispute between Alberta and British Columbia over the extension of the Kinder Morgan Pipeline and uh, the decision, or at least the statement, from the British Columbia government that they are not all that enthusiastic about extending and having diluted bitumen possibly spill and holding things up. And uh, Premier Notley has said, well, we're just going to block British Columbia wines from entering uh, the, uh, the province. And now I've heard from both sides. I've seen emails from listeners both in British Columbia and in Alberta, and both of them using beef as an argument. Some British Columbians saying, well, we'll just block Alberta beef. And Albertans saying, we won't send them any more beef. Where is the beef? There's so many ways you could interpret that. Um, Ryan Jesperson, 9 to noon on 6.30, Chad in Edmonton. John McComb handles the breakfast show responsibilities on CKNW Radio in Vancouver. Guys, uh, let's just do away with the politely waiting until the next guy has a chance to speak. That doesn't work for radio talk show hosts. We like to jump in. We like to share our thoughts. So it's it's uh, open mics here. If I can just take you to the broadcast that you did, the simulcast that you did, what did you raise, and what did you hear back from your listeners? Well, let me jump in because uh, Ryan Ryan's been hogging the mic as as, as usual. So let me let me uh, jump in here and uh, say I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised in, by talking to the people, uh, uh, the callers from Alberta, because what I heard was people who understood. Uh, the concerns that that uh, BC has uh, around uh, shipping uh, bitumen 
through Vancouver Harbor and through uh, Georgia Strait, etc. Uh, and uh, I was expecting a little bit more uh, table pounding and, and, and accusation. And in fact, it was uh, it was anything but that. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Look, what what hasn't been discussed uh, very much is. Uh, the federal government in the last week has come out and said we're going to completely re, uh, redo uh, the environmental assessment process. We're going to get rid of the National Energy Board. We're going to we're going to get rid of that system because that system didn't work. The British Columbia government stood up and said, "Well, hang on a second. That was the system that you used to approve the Kinder Morgan pipeline. So if it was a bad system." Why are are we having to you know potentially deal with the uh, the problems and the fallout from that? Uh, the National Energy Board process didn't look into the potential of of, uh, of oil spills directly or what diluted bitumen does or doesn't do in the water. So the NDP out here is saying, look, we you know we're going to be the ones that are going to have to clean this crap up if it hits the water. You know, we need some time to figure out what uh, what that looks like and, and how we would go about doing that. Now, that, I think, has taken, uh, uh, obviously, took Rachel Notley and took the feds by some surprise. But, you know, the, the NDP government and John Horgan say that's uh, that's very much their concern out here. It's, it's delay, 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 which suits Premier Horgan just fine, but unfortunately... For Rachel Notley, more than half of the sand has fallen from the top of the hourglass, and she knows that she needs to get a pipeline built. I mean, we could uh, dream of what it might look like if Alberta's economic fortunes had turned around and we were in the black instead of the red and there were no uh, deficit budgets in front of us. But this isn't just an economic turnaround that Premier Rachel Notley needs. She needs the storyline. She needs what she can sell to Albertans as an example of showing strong leadership, putting the province first, and seeing results. So a tie-up for her in court does not exactly work, while for Premier Horgan, it might suit him just fine. Now, we talked about Rachel Notley maybe having the most to lose here. She also has the most to gain. And if this expansion is a go-ahead and she's been a strong part of the storyline at the front of this with something as really gentlemen benign as a ban on importing bc wines we're talking 72 million dollars a year versus a billion and change i mean there were bigger punches she could have thrown but she would have been cutting off her nose to spite her face she's not looking to slow down the economy in alberta uh for part of a bigger storyline but if she can get this thing done if she can implore ottawa to act all for just banning bc wine for a month or two that's a political win at what point does kinder morgan say enough we're out well i thought i had ian anderson the ceo of uh, kinder morgan canada on my show this week and and i asked him that very question i said do you guys have a drop dead date does your is your board of directors you know breathing down your neck saying uh, we have to uh, get this thing started or we have to cut out and he said no he said there's no drop dead date and you know they obviously want to get going as uh, as uh, quickly as possible. It's already been delayed by a, a year or so, uh, but he didn't give me any indication that uh, the company was thinking in terms of uh, of uh, pulling the plug on this. So that obviously can change week to week and month to month. But uh, so far, no indication that uh, that Kinder Morgan is uh, going to back away uh, while the political shenanigans go on. 
those political shenanigans, could they be sufficiently um, grated? Could nerves be sufficiently grated that the the tit-for-tat escalates? So British Columbia now does ban something from Alberta. Alberta then raises the stakes. Are we in a potential poker game here or not? I don't see I don't see who that really works for long term. I mean, I yeah. think uh, John, who will forget the caller and uh, our simulcast described this as a, a flaming clown car plummeting <laughs> off the cliff. I mean, people are convinced, I think, uh, and people are aware, maybe is a better way to put it, that this yes. is political theater, but it doesn't serve anybody well to start answering back and forth with more and more sanctions and bans and boycotts. These are two economies these two provincial economies that have worked well together, typically Western provinces are used to standing up together against the East. So this is an unfamiliar storyline, and I'm not sure how comfortable Western Canadians in either province would be if this turned into a, an all-out brawl. Well, I don't see. I I just don't see that happening from BC's perspective. I just I don't see that the NDP uh, government here, uh, and from the discussions I've had with them, the they're they're not interested in going uh, you know doing a tit for tat. Uh, situation. I think that that the uh, the the end game, if there is one for for Horgan, is to uh, one either get this thing into court, and then it's anybody's guess as to when the pipeline would be built, uh, or the federal government steps in with. I was reading this morning that uh, there might they might be offering some incentives. I don't know what those incentives would look like. On the other side of that coin, B.C. is uh, sitting here waiting for billions of federal dollars for infrastructure improvements. We've got a transit system that needs to be built out. Uh, we have major projects that the feds are involved in. And uh, does Justin Trudeau have the jam to say to B.C., uh, well, forget that uh, SkyTrain extension. Uh, that's on hold until you guys uh, you know, get out of the way. So Now we're too close to 2019 for that. You think? Yeah. I think. Gentlemen, I thank you very much. We're going to hear from our callers across the country and see what they think. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, John. Thanks, thank you, Roy. Ryan. Ryan you Jesperson bet. from 630 Chat in Edmonton. John McComb from CKNW in Vancouver. 1-800-263-2428 is my number. 800-263-2428. Give me a call and uh, you tell us. Do you blame anyone on this one? Who's to blame? What's the solution? Uh, 800-263-2428. B.C. and Alberta at limited loggerheads over the extension of the Kinder Morgan pipeline. Wine from British Columbia banned in Alberta. Who's to blame? B.C., Alberta. 800-263-2428. What do you want from Justin Trudeau? Give me a call.